Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports on the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ammo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Good to have you on the show as always. Thanks for having me, as usual. All right, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know we're excited to have all of you here for this episode uh, on today's show. You know, we're going to talk about the Rangers um, winning uh, winning the um, N- the NHL draft lottery. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll talk about um, how the other local teams are doing, um, the Islanders, Clint Nets, as they qualify to the playoffs as well. Um, we'll also talk about you know the Knicks as they got they made a uh, you know a big hiring in the coaching staff. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on in, in the world of wrestling and obviously the baseball season as well. But, um, if you guys would like to talk, the number is 563-999-3529. That's, um, 563-999-3529. So, Feel free to, um, you know, talk and let your voice be heard. We'd love to hear from you. So, you know, with that said, let's, um, yeah, let's dive right in. And uh, the biggest news right now, um, I guess you could say in sports, other than, you know, the baseball teams trying to, you know, battle for, you know, um, the COVID is basically um, the New York Rangers. They 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 won the the draft pick. It's been a while since they won a draft pick, and wow. Lord knows, uh, with Dolan running these teams, uh, these teams have been cursed uh, of winning, you know, any draft picks since Dolan took over. Uh, the, in the Rangers' credit, um, they've they've been run better than the Knicks. Last year they did win the second pick, and uh, and picked um, Capo Caco. Um, you know he's played well. For... <laughs> no, he's not his though. Oh. <laughs> but he's been a good player. You know the, the Rangers have been, you know, definitely been run um, a lot better. You know than the the Knicks have been. That I mean that that literally um, goes without saying. But um, the the Rangers are expected to to pick um, this uh, Cana- this French Canadian guy, Alex Lafreniere. You know, if I I think I pronounced that correctly. But yeah, this guy he's he's um he's just turned eighteen, and um, he's um, he's he he he's been scoring a lot. Like I think um, this year he um, altogether he he's averaged what one hundred and twelve points. Um, I think he had like twenty twenty something goals and like maybe even seventy seven assists, some some crazy ridiculous numbers like that. 
And then I think a couple of years ago he gave, scored like 42, 42 goals. So, I mean, the, he's the only choice for the Rangers. I mean, they won, they won the lottery. I mean, there, there's no doubt, you know, that they're gonna, they're they're gonna go after him, you know, with the number one pick because he is clearly head and shoulders the best player, you know, with that. So, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's great. You know, it's wow. So Rangers haven't had a top pick like this in years. Yep. Wow. This could change the franchise around, mm-hmm. like Patrick Ewan did for the Knicks back in 1984, mm-hmm. 85, whatever, whatever year that was. 84, yeah. I think. Right or 85? Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting. Uh, um, 80, 85. Um, yeah, Jordan yeah. Jordan was eighty four. If my right. wait, I think Jordan was eighty four. If my memory right. Yeah, you're right. It was eighty four, and then you only was the following year. Mhm. Yeah. So yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Um, Patrick Nick's only won that the nineteen eighty the nineteen eighty five the first ever one, which right, right. during that uh that format. Right. And ever since then, it's been downhill for the Knicks. You know, drafting the top pick, even in recent years. They've been rumored. They've been rumored to get the number one pick or the second pick, and then they just they just drop out. They, you know what I mean? Like they <laughs> drop out. Like they're they're like usually the outside looking in, of like the like if it's a deep draft, they're like usually the outside looking in just before all the great the best, you know, um, trash changing players are picked. So they've been they've been in. I mean, when it comes to drafting, they've been in. Uh, no man's land, basically. I mean, I, I like the R.J. Barrett one. He, you know, he the jury's still out on him. He he got potential to be a star in this league. Um, but yeah, the Knicks they really need to they need to win this this lottery as well. Um, because yeah, the the, the Garden man, they is just uh, yeah. Prior to this these last couple of years, and Dolan you know, staying away from meddling with the Rangers, um, you know, they've they've turned it around. You know, they got, you know, John Davidson who um who who's the president, he, you know, he was a former player with the Rangers, announcer. I mean he's done it all with the Rangers. He came back a few years ago and uh Jeff Gordon is the um you know the GM and they've uh the whole dynamic of the franchise. So the Rangers, you know, they're they're definitely um, they're definitely on the up, upscale, um, you know, franchise-wise. You know, even though they haven't won since 94, but um, they have some young pieces. I mean, it is kind of bittersweet. They do have a good um, a goalie, young goalie, um, that, uh, that started this year. But it looks like it's, uh, it's going to be the end for um, – for um, you know Lundqvist because they they said you know shortly after the season ended that they're not gonna carry three um, goalies oh. so yeah it looks like it, it, it most likely is gonna be the end for for Lundqvist you know at, at, you know as a member of the Blue Shirts wow that sucks he's been a great goaltender for the Rangers for years mm-hmm. even uh, leading them to that uh, uh that finals that one year. Where he yeah. lost to the Kings, but had a great career. Yeah, I think one of the top goaltenders for the Rangers ever. Mhm. 
and right now he's in jeopardy of you know going ringless like my my other players you know um I know you know Hewing and, and Piazza and probably the only star player for the Yankees you know you know I mean other than of course Judge right now you know but his yeah. career is young obviously he has a strong chance of winning a championship even as early as this year but probably the greatest Yankee Without question, the greatest Yankee player, position player to not win a championship is is Don Mattingly, you know the current yeah. uh, Marlins manager. Yeah. You know he's in. You know, um, Lundquist is in jeopardy of that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What year did he went to the finals? Um, I think it was that... twenty. I think it was twenty eleven, if memory serves me right. But I no wait, it might no, have been twenty thirteen. I think it was twenty thirteen. Let me let me just make sure. I'm 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 pretty sure it was 2013, 2014. Oh, it's 2014. Okay, my yeah. my bad. 20, yeah. 2014, right? And they, I think they had a chance the year after that also the return, but they got eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, right or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think they got eliminated. I can't remember who. Yeah. Was it against um, Black Blackhawks? Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, they could have been the Blackhawks. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I remember, there was a year where they could have gone back, but they got eliminated, or it could have even um, been like. A... It looks like it's. Te- is it Tampa? It might have been. This thing might be Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, no, wait. I might have to research. Well, you're talking about the finals? No, the, fi- the finals with the Lightning was back in 2015. 2014 was the Rangers and Kings. Right, right. No, no, I know that part. But I was looking to see the one when they got eliminated. Oh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look for. Oh. But um, I think that one might have been, might have been Black, it might have been Blackhawks. I would have to research that. Yeah, but then the Blackhawks that eliminated them, I think. So the Blackhawks won the finals 2015. Yeah, and I think that made them uh, win, you know, be one of the few teams in sports so in all four, um, you know, you know, all all four major teams. You know, all four major sports. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was the Lightning, because the Lightning's in the Eastern Conference. So the Lightning eliminated the Rangers. Blackhawks are in the Western Conference, which is weird. Right, right. So, yeah, it was, a, it was 2015 Eastern Conference, the Lightning and the Rangers. Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, it's not official yet, but it looks like, you know, that's going to be the end of his legacy with the Rangers, and then he'll just return in a, whenever he retires, you know, get his number retired, you know, at the Garden. Yeah. But um, one of these days, you got to go see a Ranger game, man. I don't yeah, care if we're the only black people in the stands. We got to go see a hockey game. <laughs> For real. Yeah, definitely. We definitely gotta check out a game for sure. As long as I mean, as it's in the same the... arena, you know. So yeah, the garden, yeah.
But um, yeah, shifting gears, um, the the you know, the the Rangers, one of Rangers rivals, um, of course, the New York Islanders. Um, they're they're in the postseason. Uh, you notice a trend. All the all the all the 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 teams that are basically you know supposedly you know the the rivals of the Garden. They're all going to the. They're all in the playoffs. The Nets are in yeah. the playoffs. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. You know that. Um, but the, yeah, the Islanders. Um, I think they knocked out the the the, the um the Panthers in the in the the last round. Oh wow! And and now they have a, a what you want to call it a two a two two game lead on the the, the Washington Capitals. So yeah, I, Islanders are. You know they're trying to win uh, their uh, their fifth championship, and this would be their um, let me see the fortieth anniversary of their first uh, championship, Stanley Cup championship, nineteen eighty, and uh, that I think yeah as a matter of fact I think they won four straight. You know during that run. So. But back in the eighties. Yep. So. You know the uh, the Islanders are. Gonna to try to celebrate their um, the the 40th anniversary of their championship in grand fashion. Could take it all. But um, you know, shifting gears to the Nets. Nets, there. I think they finished the season uh, five and three. And uh, you know, they're they're on their way to the playoffs. Um, the San Antonio Spurs, they got eliminated. Yeah, and they missed then, the playoffs for the first time in years. Yeah. And their and their their uh, modern day dynasty started against us in ninety nine mm-hmm. when they won the their first ever championship. Yep. And they always made the playoffs ever since the uh, um ninety nine. Ninety eight was the last time they missed the playoffs. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. But now, now they're gonna. The Nets are gonna be battling the the defending world champion Raptors. And the crazy thing is, that's admirable about the Nets is that seven of their their top ten players are 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 you know they're out. Right. You know they're not playing, so you know they they got a gutsy team. Uh, Jacques Vaughn, you know you gotta give him credit, even though he's you know. I guess unfortunately for him, technically a lame duck, um, you know, coach. Because there's rumors that they might go, they might go after Van Gundy, or um, I'm trying to think, of Jason Kidd. You know, so. I'm so even hearing even Popovich might be uh, a name that's being thrown around too. Wow, Greg Popovich. I I, I can't mm-hmm. see that guy leaving San Antonio, but you never know. You never know. You never know. Who would have thought I, Phil Jackson would have be, been coaching the Knicks? Well, he he didn't coach the Knicks. He was the GM or, or the president. He did coach. Remember they uh, they put him uh, as a head coach for for a while there. Remember? Oh, you talking about the Nets or are you talking about the Knicks? The Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, didn't, didn't he coach? Didn't, didn't yeah. he coach the Knicks? Oh no, no, yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? He ain't coaching it. Yeah. He yeah, was, he uh, didn't coach the Knicks. He was the yeah. He was the. Um, the executive. 
Mm-hmm. The, the team president. And he hired, um, you know. He should have made him coach instead of the team president. Yeah, we we were saying that from back in the days. I mean, we have the we got the evidence, you know, in the past episodes years ago on this show, that we said he should have been he should have been the the the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. If he's gonna be the if he's gonna be the 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 executive, the, the GM or you know he should be he should be the the the, the head coach because basically he was forcing everybody to, to to do the triangle offense and he's you know arguably one of the best you know head coaches of all time. I mean he's the winningest. He has eleven titles and then you know as a coach. With the with the Bulls and uh, the Lakers, and of course he won two as a player with the Knicks. Our only two championships, you know. But yeah, he should have he should have coached the team, you know. Yeah. Especially he's force he was force feeding Derek Fisher and and Hornacek, Jeff Hornacek to 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 do the triangle offense with this with this team, and it wasn't working. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And I would just hope that, um, you know, uh, Leon Rose, uh, Scott Perry, World Wide West, you know, they have the the ingredients to to turn this team around because these guys have been, you know, they they have a, a great relationship with players, uh, you know, in the league. So hopefully that that um that will translate. Well, you know, the fortunate thing right now, the Knicks, they have that lottery pick coming up. And mm-hmm. because, uh, who was it, Charlotte lost? I think it was always the Clippers. I forget who. but Yeah, it was Clippers. They have the Clippers pick. They have the Clippers uh, pick. Because of the, so Mar- the Marcus Morris. Yeah, yeah. So they have a lottery pick, then they have the 27 pick, and then they have a second-round pick. Yeah. So Knicks have no excuses right now to get some young players to add to this team next year and mm-hmm. potentially re-sign um, Morris in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a chance here for the Knicks to be good again if yeah. they do things right. And another move that they did that they recently did was they announced the, the, you know, the, the newest addition to their coaching staff. He's the first official a member of uh, Tom Thibodeau's coaching staff, and that's um, Kenny Payne. And this guy, he's been um, he he's been uh, um, the top um, assistant coach for um, John Calipari in Kentucky. So I mean, this guy he has a great reputation. He was like one of the pay, highest paid, if not the the, the most paid um, um, assistant coach in, the, in in college basketball. And his specialty is not only player development, but the big man players the player development. And a lot of those guys, you know, they've uh, went on to have great careers. Anthony Davis, um, um, Carl Towns, Anthony Towns. I mean, uh, you know, Julius Randle. All those guys, you know, they they've came under that that system, and um, you know, they what you want to call it there. Oh yeah, even Kevin Knox, you know. So the you know the the sky's the limit. You know they have a guy who who can really mold young players, especially big men. So that's definitely not only is that going to attract you know it's going to improve these uh, big men are currently on the team, 
since they already have a relationship with him, that's going to attract that this this move can can actually attract big men to come because they know this guy. He you know he has success with big men, you know, and you know coaching them, you know, and basically it translated for them to have great NBA careers thus far. So, you know, kudos for the Knicks for for making this move. Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see what uh, Thibodeau brings to this team next year. Mm-hmm. So as long as Dolan, you know, he doesn't meddle in, you know, um, with with the t- with, you know with the um, with the Knicks as he's you know historically known to do, the Knicks have the Knicks have a bright future. How long it'll, it'll take, uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean this this is a, a rebuilding team, man. You know, hopefully, if everything's done right, maybe the Knicks could be a respectable team in in about five years. You know, if everything breaks right, but they gotta they gotta draft well and they gotta they gotta continue to draft high. And then, you know, once they get the talent, homegrown talent, they'll be able to entice the star players that come here. But until they until they um change the culture, you know, no no superstar player is gonna come here, let alone two. So, you know, you guys start from somewhere, but I like the players. I like the um, the people that they've got, they've um, they've hired recently. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Yeah, you know, let's 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 just go to the Mets, man. <laughs> Uh, what can I say, man? The only bright spot about the Mets is that uh, Dom Smith, he's getting playing time. And uh, the guy, he, he's hit four home runs. Uh, he's on a, he's hit, he's hit a home run in four straight games. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Dom Smith, man, he's been the MVP of the team. Him, uh, Andres Jimenez, uh, yeah, they've been, they've been great for this team. J.D. Davis has been playing great defense, which was the exact opposite of what he was last year. Last year he was um, great offensively in his first year with the Mets, but terribly, terrible defensively. Uh, they really worked on him in the offseason to improve his footwork, and he's been, he's been great, you know, for the most part, both sides of the play, especially defensively. Um, Peter Alonzo, he had a bad day today. But he's been, you know, he's been snapping out of his season-long drought. Um, Cano, your boy Cano, he he's, um, you know, he he, you know, he just uh, yes, what was it? Um, Friday was his first game back off the DL. He hit a home run, had an RBI tying hit to tie the game up at five. But then Wilson Ramos, man, he. He and Wilson Ramos, man. I hate to say this, you know. I've always wanted Wilson Ramos on the team, you know, for years. Last year he came. I mean, he, he you know, he he just pop a little bit, but defensively he's not the same guy as he was with the Nationals. And offensively he he's you know he doesn't look like he has it anymore. I mean, the Knicks. I mean, rather the Mets. They they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to move on. They're gonna have to trade him or or or, or cut him or something because he he's not 
He's not he's not um he's not delivering. I mean Nito a few days ago he um yeah, he had a monster game. Like he hit a, he had his first home run of the of the year. Uh I think it was a, a two run home run if I'm not mistaken. It was either a solo or a two run home run. And then his second his second time up at the plate or he had a grand slam, so which was his first of his career. So he had a monster game. I mean, he plays good defensively, but um, obviously, I mean, you can't expect Nito to have a performance like that. I mean, he's not Yadier Molino, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Rio Muto, who um, the Mets are very familiar with. Um, he had a, what, a, a three-run home run um, yesterday when Walter Lockett um, pitched um you know, in place of uh, Jacob DeGrom, who um, basically he had a stiff neck injury. He was supposed to pitch Friday night, but um, unfortunately um, Walter Lockett pitched in, in place of him, and we got our butt kicked on Friday night. Then you fast forward to today, and um, basically the, the Mets got their butt kicked again too because, Mass was pitching well until the the fourth inning, and then all hell broke loose. Couldn't get out of the, the what the fourth inning, and he scored six runs on him. And I mean, it was just it was ugly. I mean, I, I'm very worried about Stephen Matz because you know he always looked like he had potential to be a you know a, a number two, number three starter. You know, shake off that um that stigma that he, he could be a maybe a serviceable fourth or fifth starter. But yeah, he's not he's he's definitely not cutting it, especially with uh Marcus Stroman opting opt yeah, opting out of uh the twenty twenty season because of, you know, COVID concerns which makes him the second player in consecutive weeks to opt out after uh, you, obviously, Yohannes Espedes, um quit on the team last last week. Um, yeah, I mean, and then of course, um, Syndergaard, um, he he, you know, he's out for the year. You know, with, with uh, um, I think he had Tommy John surgery, so he's out for the rest of the year. And then of course they let Zach Wheeler go to the Phillies. You know, they didn't trade the guy. Um, they just, they just let them, they just let them go to the, to the Phillies. And, um, what are now, your thoughts on Strowman, uh, on Strowman opting out? I mean, do you think it was a legitimate reason for him, uh, to opt out because of yeah, COVID-19 concerns or? Yeah, I, I definitely believe that he was, you know, he was legit that he opted, you know, he opted out because, you know, he has con- concerns. You know, he has family that's, you know, older, and they're going to play the Marlins soon in Florida. And Lord knows, everybody everybody who faces the Marlins, it seems like they get they get the COVID. So, I, you know, I believe him. And, you know, uh, Stroman has not been known to be a competitor, you know, have a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, I, I, I sincerely think he... You know he, you know he had concerns about the COVID, and one thing he did that was right was that he let people know in advance that hey, um, you know I'm opting out instead of you know who, who just who just goes a wall, 
and then he leaves the team, clears out, you know, they they send a, a cop, you know, a security person to um see what he, you know, check up on him, see if he's alive, and he, he just clear, he just leaves the hotel without telling nobody. Like, come on, what, I don't know what that's what else was thinking. Yeah, that was irresponsible and unexcusable. I mean, this yeah, this guy should never show his face in baseball again. I mean, that goes without saying, you know. But yeah, another thing, you know, the Mets, the Mets uh, rotation isn't, you know, it's in shambles, and they're gonna be facing the aforementioned Zach Wheeler for the first time since he's um since he, you know, he he's now with the Phillies and he's been pitching great. I think he's he's like two and zero or three and zero. With a with a you know a great ERA, I think his ERA is either in the twos or in the three. Well, and yeah, he's been pitching great. Him. So what we bring back? She probably should have brought him back. Yeah, they should have brought him back. They should have brought him back. I mean, that was that was my whole take last year. They should have they should have brought him back. And if they're gonna get rid of him, they're not gonna resign. They might as well have traded him away, got some prospects back. And then try to re-sign him in the off season, but they didn't yeah. do that. They didn't do anything right. And now he's gonna he's gonna haunt them. He's gonna he's gonna haunt them tomorrow. You know, for I mean that's that's unfortunately the fact. Nola dominated them today. You know, they're eighth, and, and Wheeler Wheeler's gonna dominate them. Ten, ten, ten well, tomorrow night. You know, the Mets are going to get the boom. I, I hate to say it as a diehard Mets fan, but, you know, that's facts, man. Well, Robinson Cano, he's coming back, right? I think. He's oh, yeah, he came back on Friday night. He homered, he homered on Friday night. Oh. Uh, he played today, too. Um, he He's played DH, but, you know, as you expect, Cano wants to play, um, you know, he wants to play second base soon. But, right. um, you know, Guillaume, um He's played well, hit over 400. And this guy, you know, he's never been a, a, a guy who's had a lot of playing time. Maybe he, get, he pinch hit once once every a week or two. Uh, but, yeah, he's been getting a lot more playing time. Um, and he's been, he's, been, um, he's been hitting, surprisingly. Um, and, and playing great de- defense, as usual. Then you got Jimenez, who, um, you know, who – was a, a highly touted prospect for the Mets. He finally debuted this year, and he's been playing well. Uh, Rosario, he's um, he's been he's been hitting well for the most part. The, the the weird thing about it is that the Mets, as a team, um, I think they have the highest batting average in the um, the National League. But um, well, unfortunately, we're runners in scoring position. They've been hitting like two oh eight or so. So I mean that's the reason why Mets are a sub sub five hundred team. So I mean what can I say about the Mets that hasn't been said already? So depressing. It, it is depressing. <laughs> yeah, man, this 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 is the state of the Mets. You know? The whole, the only miracle the Mets can have is, you know, they traded to Steve Cohen or, or A-Rod, the group that has A-Rod and J-Lo, you know, 
they they can't trade it to um Harrison um I think Blitzen Blitzen is the name of the the other the other group who owns the um the Red Sox uh, no not the Red Sox the um I'm trying to remember the team the Devils the I think the Steelers and uh Blitzen Cohen J Rod so like. Santa Claus reindeers or something. <laughs> For real. The hell? Fuck all these names. On on, on Blitzen, on on um Aaron, on stupid. <laughs> oh man, Nick. I mean, just just the the, the um, the, uh, rather the World Pond team. That's that's a Christmas gift right there for the, the <laughs> Mets fans. For real. Well, there's I hear there's some controversy uh, surrounding. Cohen and his group, so I don't know if that's gonna. Happen. Oh yeah, I think the the the, the Mets hope is is A Rod and Jill taking over the team. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I just have a bad feeling that it's gonna be um, it's gonna be what was it Har- Harrison Blitzen or something or Harrison Blitzer or Blitzen? I forgot the name of the 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 group, the um the owners of the the aforementioned teams, but um, yeah, they because. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything with the Devils. The only thing that they did with the Devils is that they got rid of Lou Lamarillo, which I mean, he he's arguably the best, you know, GM in, in Devils history. He's I mean, he's arguably the best GM, you know, one of the best GMs in NHL history or in any sport. And they let this guy go, you know, just for money reasons. So that's that's a bad sign. And um, yeah, I, I think he went. He Luna Lamarillo went to the the Maple Leafs, turned that franchise around, and then he went to um, he's with the Islanders now. Which I mean, you know, Islanders are are you know doing well. So I mean, that goes without saying. But yeah, man, the 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 Mets, man, they better. If I get it act together. They better get the act together, but I just I don't know, I feel like Wilpons is gonna be spiteful and um just sell it to to Josh Harris and David Blitzer, you know, you know, sell it to, to guys who you know, who who have the money and they you know, they don't care. They just wanna mm-hmm. have a have a you know, have a team in every sport and not and not do anything. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Man. Um, and yeah, now let's switch over to a team I don't root for. So of course, if I don't root for this team, that means they have a strong chance of winning a championship. And of course, <laughs> we're talking about your New York Yankees. Well, the Yankees uh, right now they're playing real well, although they have some injuries. Yeah, um, your, your cousin Lemayhu got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, well, it lo- it looked like he hurt his finger or hand, something. Uh, you know, it didn't seem like it was uh, that big of an injury. So, you know, we'll wait to see uh, what the MRI, MRI reveals. But, uh, MR- yeah, um, LeMayhew has been on a tear. I mean, right now he's in like 430, I think, um, before tonight. Um, so if he keep that up, that would, you know, he would win the batting title, of course, but – um, the last player to bat 400, I think, was uh, was uh, what's his name, Miguel, um, Miguel uh, what's his name again, in, on Detroit. Who, Ty Cobb? 
No, on Detroit Tigers. Um, Ty Cobb plays for the Detroit Tigers. No, no, the other guy on on Detroit, uh, Miguel. He, oh, Miguel on Cabrera. The Miguel Cabrera. There you go. He was. Are you a, talking about modern history? Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 last person to hit four hundred, I think, was him, wasn't it? With that year when he no, had. No, I don't uh, think he. I don't think he's ever hit four hundred. He he had the triple crown. I don't think he's. Oh, hit okay, that was it. I guess that was it. Yeah, the triple yeah, crown. Yeah, he hit for the triple crown. I don't think he's ever hit four hundred. I could swear like he was he was close to it one year. Yeah, he was close to it. Oh, he might have been three nineties. I don't think I don't think Miguel Cabrera ever hit four hundred. Oh, okay. So that was yeah, that was probably it, the uh, triple crown. But yeah, uh, so um, Lemayhu would be the first player to do that, you know, in a while to hit four hundred. But yeah, he's been great for us, man. Ever since we acquired him, and this guy is a perfect leadoff hitter. Uh, hits with runs in scoring position. You know, so I he would be my my pick for MVP. Yeah, you know, if he continues at this pace. And he's a free agent this this uh, after this season, and you know the the Yankees gotta sign him because he's a you know oh, yeah. he's not like the typical you know slugger that the Yankees have who just you know it's feast or famine. This guy mm-hmm. legit wants to get a hit. Yeah, kind of remind me of your boy Jeter. Oh yeah, but I'd say he's a much better hitter than Jeter. And Jeter, you know, I thought was a good situational hitter. But uh, LeMahieu, you know, when people are on base, his, lo- his eyes light up. Even when people are on base, his eyes light up. Uh, so I hope, I hope you, I hope, I hope the Macaulay from the past didn't hear that because he will, he will take a time machine back to, into <laughs> saying that because no one can say anybody's been in Jeter, especially back in the days when. When they had the the um, shortstop debate twenty years ago by A Rod, the aforementioned A Rod and Jeter, who is better? Oh yeah. You know, nobody could say anybody's better than Jeter. So I'm surprised you said that. Well, I'm not saying he's better than Jeter. I'm saying you know he's a better situational hitter than Jeter. So uh, I dis I disagree with that, but I mean he's close. But I, yeah. I disagree with that. I mean, I mean Jeter and Jeter never hit four hundred something. You know, so if if Lemayu continues at that at this pace. Well, the season you know, isn't over yet. Up there with all time greats. You know? The season, the season isn't over yet. I mean, you can't. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Jeter in the postseason. I mean, he, you know, he's well, yeah, so, yeah. But you know, gotta give him uh, credit right now. Is this mm-hmm. is this Freaky Friday or something? Like our our body switch. I'm defending Jeter, and you're. You say somebody else is better than him? I don't. No, again, I'm not saying he's better. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying he's better than Jeter. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying he's better. Right now, he's a better situational hitter than we've, you know, we've seen. On he's a better situational hitter we've seen on the Yankees in the last thirty years. I'd say, you know, this guy he just hits with runners in scoring position. I would, you know? I would say that he's the best situational hitter since Jeter retired. I wouldn't. No, I'm not say he's better I, than the situation I'm he, hitting right now. He's a one is in scoring position. You see, even going back to last year, this guy was always he was our best hitter with runners in scoring position, and he almost single handedly won that game for us in Game Six against the Astros. Oh, yeah. before I know we lost that. So he's this been he's, he's been a machine, man. He's been yeah. great. You know, you gotta oh, yeah, give him credit. I mean, Jeter's, Jeter's definitely clutch, and he's more, he's my favorite player of all time. But if you got to be honest and say, you know, 
running the scoring position, who would you want? I, I, you know, I take LeMahieu any time, you know, ten times out of ten over Jeter. I'm sorry. How about in the World Series? Maybe not in the World Series. Okay, then. Judgment to the plate, But still, he's good. We haven't seen a Yankee player hit like this for in the scoring position probably since, you know. Derek Jeter retired? The DiMaggio, you know. So, when is the, yo, I think you, it's like, I think you haven't like, um, you know, since it's like the, the first, the, um, brand new toy kind of, kind of like mentality. Like, I think mm-hmm. you're forgetting, like, I'm sorry. Like, oh yes, he's the, he's, he's the best. Um, I'm going, I'm going by stats here. I'm going by stats. Sta- yeah. You know? we're, we're going by stats and I, I, the eye test. Well, Yeah. But no, I, I'm telling you, I've seen Jeter play and I've seen Lemayu play. I know you. Lemayu, the play, Lemayu, hits with runners on scoring position. I mean, when he's up, runners in scoring position, you know it's definitely going to be a hit. Of course. I mean, yeah. So that's so that's what I'm comparing to. I'm not saying he's better than Jeter. So don't get it twisted. Of course, okay, I, I still think Jeter's sure. a better, better player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's better than Jeter. I'm saying if. If you're gonna take a player who runs in scoring position, who you're gonna want up? Lemayu's proven just in oh, a yeah. year, over a year, that he's he's one of the yeah. best Yankees of all time when it comes to running, hitting, but running in scoring position. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Say, I was about to say, who's this imposter? Because I know McCoy would never say something like that. No, no, no I, I said <laughs> it. I said he's not better than Jeter. I'm saying if runs in scoring position, he's already proven he's one of the all-time greats on the Yankee lineup so far. Yeah, you know, you uh, look up his war and OPS. You could clearly see it. You know, this guy's a machine, and that's why they have to resign him. That's oh that's yeah, like no question about it. No question about it. They have to resign this guy. I mean, you know, this guy can just flat out hit. But um, you know, right now, Judge and um, Judge and um, um, Stanton, they're injured right now. Um, on a 10-day IL. I mean, these guys are getting injured almost every year for now, you know. I don't know if because they're just bigger, uh, uh, bigger than everyone else, but um, and Judge, you know, he has like nine home runs right now. He's been on a tear. So mm-hmm. lo- losing him, um, you know, it's hopefully it won't hurt us too too bad, but we have right. some of these other guys like Clint Frazier who uh, came back up, and he's had a good two days. Uh, he had uh, five RBIs today uh, and a couple of home runs. So he's been great so far. But, yeah, uh, right now uh, we're looking good, 14-6 and six through 20 games. I mean, not, can't get better than that. So Yankees are playing real good right now despite the injuries. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Hopefully they can yeah. continue and go for the sweep. Well, actually, no, we have two more games. Against the Red Sox here, so. But um, switching gears, yeah. Let's let's talk um, wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think what happened. I mean, Retribution basically, you know, they, you know, they basically invaded both shows this this past week. Uh, I'm trying to think what happened on Raw. Um. Oh yeah, Randy Orton attacked. Um, which you knew that was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your thoughts? 
Well, um, I was kind of shocked by that. It's actually, I didn't think he was going to attack him. Um, if he was going to attack him, I, I saw it probably happening at SummerSlam, but you know, not on on Raw when it happened. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know why these Evolution members are always beating up on Ric Flair. Batista uh, did it. Triple H did it. Um, I, I don't know. Charlotte, if, uh, Charlotte slapped him. Oh yeah, Charlotte slapped him. Uh, who was the other Evolution member? Um, uh, that was it. it. There's only four, remember? It was Randy Orton, Triple H, and Batista. That's it. Oh, I could have there was someone else on there. Okay. Well, there was rumor they were going to use Mark Jindrak, but they never did. So okay. there's, it's always been four. Okay. Yeah, there was attacking Rick, poor old Ric Flair, but. Uh-huh. Well, he's the dirtiest player of the game, so you know he, you know he's been attacking people ever since his four horsemen days. So. Yeah. I guess but... he has a little taste of his medicine. I think uh I think he's gonna now help McIntyre now. You know what I think gonna happen? They want you to think that, but in actuality he's gonna pretend he's on McIntyre's side, but he's gonna low blow him and then help Randy Orton win the title. And it's gonna be like part of a ruse, like basically he wanted Randy Orton to win so badly that he sacrificed himself you know, to be a diversion so that he could, so, he, so that Randy Orton could win the title. I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. I that's, think what that, did, that's exactly what he did to Christian. Like a few months ago, he, he low blow, he pretended he was Christian's friend, low blowed him. And basically that enabled Orton to um, punt kick him, you know, to in that unsanctioned match. And then, of course, he punted uh, Big Show. And uh, didn't he punt somebody else again? I uh, can't even remember. I mean, obviously, he punted Edge. But I'm I'm trying to think, who did he? Didn't he punt somebody else after? Well, I mean, he did punt um, Ric Flair, obviously. But I'm trying to think that there was somebody else he punted in between them. I can't remember. But yeah, once he was talking about so they were having that discussion, I knew he was gonna he was gonna attack he was gonna attack Ric Flair. I thought he was gonna RKO him. But um yeah. Not surprised. I, I thought like you, I thought they were gonna do it like after like after SummerSlam or at SummerSlam, but once they were talking in the ring for like like ten minutes, I'm like, Yeah, he's definitely gonna beat him up. Obvious, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what what else happened. Oh yeah, Shayna Baszler attacked. You know, was attacking. Um, you know, people in the um, raw underground. And I don't know if you noticed, there was like this 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 blonde lady who was who was, you know, trying to jump her. One of the three that was trying to jump her. That lady looked like she could really um beat beat up Shayna Baszler, and then she had to like kind of pump the brake. Cause she, she, you know, they were using her as an enhancement talent, and I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I, hmm, I don't remember that for some reason. Yeah, you don't remember she on was the underground. Yeah, she was finding like three, three women at the same time. I gotta go back and watch that. I'm forgetting. She that might attack part. the. I think she might attack the dude before that too. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what what else. I mean, there was that big dude. That was in the un- Baba something. 
that 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 debuted in last week's one. Uh, I can't remember anything else that happened in the Raw Underground. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think. Anything else happened on Raw? Yeah, I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, Biggie um, against. Well, Biggie got attacked in the, in the beginning, uh, but then he ended up fighting. Um, uh, Johnny, um, I want to say Johnny Nitro of <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Morrison. Who who fought John Morrison? Big E. Oh, oh Big E. I thought you said Bailey, but that was no, no, Big E. Yeah, Big they e got, got attacked, attacked in the beginning. Yeah, right. But then they fought at the end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by retribution. Yeah. And retrib- and WWE is basically destroying their, vandalizing their own property. That's how much. You know, Vince McMahon is rich. Like, you don't, <laughs> he don't care. Like, and I think he wants it to symbolize the riots that were, you know, that has been going on, you know, in in real life. You know, because you know WWE want to push the edge, and now they're they're no longer um um P P G. Now they're they're TV fourteen. TV fourteen. Yeah, they're back. They're back to TV fourteen, like, like uh, the Ar- Attitude Era. Oh yeah, not PG thirteen anymore. Well, now you got that underground, so you know that underground underground is making them a bit edgy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened on SmackDown. Uh, Biggie Biggie got attacked by Sheamus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, AJ Styles. He 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 de- debuted that uh. That, stati- that new statistics, and I don't know if you know. There was, did you know there was like a a, a big dude standing next to him? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's Joseph Park. He um he he Rosa, he um Rosa Parks. No, he's he's the he's a a dude in TNA. Basically, oh, Joseph Park. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's no. in in real life. He's really a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, I remember this. Yeah, but in TNA, when he's he he has two gimmicks. He has a Biff, you know that that's you know, you know de- definitely inspired by Kane and Mankind, and then he had this other character called Joseph Park, which you saw made his WWE debut uh, last night. Basically, that character is supposed to be the brother of a Biff. But in all actuality, it's it's really him. But so maybe this might lead to this popping up for real. I mean, wow! Since, so, so that's crazy. So WWE they have the underground Rosa Parks. So they're bringing back slavery. <laughs> Joseph Parks, right? You know, related to slavery. Joseph Parks. Joseph, Joseph Parks. Because <laughs> his character is basically like a uh, Clark Kent. Clark Kent trying to wrestle, basically. Oh, okay. So I was interesting um, that you know AJ Styles is using him. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, he was a uh, he was in TNA right for a while. Yeah, the 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 character too. Yeah, he he was in he was he was in TNA as long as um Sting was. 
Because oh. those were the two guys that were popular in TNA that, well, other than, you know, obviously AJ Styles and some more Joe, you know, later on. But those were, the, those, were those, those were the guys that you never thought in a million years would ever go to WWE. Yeah. I mean, you know, AJ Styles, I mean, I think someone Joe might have had, like, match, like enhancement matches before they, they made it in TNA, like, right. decades ago or so. Mm-hmm. But since they they made a name on their stuff in TNA, yeah, you never thought those guys would ever come to WWE. And, yeah, Sting and Abyss, you know, were, were on that, that level, too. And both Sting and Abyss, they've had they've had um, rumors to have you know matches with, with with Undertaker, but both of them at the time turned down the, the opportunity to come to WWE, even to fight against Undertaker because they had so much loyalty for TNA. And uh, when those both of those guys came to TNA, I mean to WWE, it's unfortunately too little, too late. Um. Let me see what else happened. Oh, yeah, so Jeff Hardy is going to be battling um, AJ Styles in the future. I, I would assume SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title. Um, trying to think what else happened. Um, Asuka, she's going to be battling against... Um, I think I think she's battling against what? Shasha, I think? For the, I think so. for the, for the what SmackDown Championship or so? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what other stuff? I'm trying to think. Um, NXT Velveteen Dream returned. Um, he battled against Cameron Grimes, who to me he is the NXT equivalent of a Southern, uh, Baron. No, yeah, Baron Corbin character. I mean that that character is. That character might be even more annoying than than Brian Corbin. If you see, <laughs> if you see how Cameron Grimes is, I mean, he's he's like a caricature of of like what a southern what a stereotypical southern wrestler would be, you know. But um, yeah, he um, Velveteen Dream fought against him and um, uh, Kushida, and um, basically. Um, Cameron Grimes um, did his cave-in finisher on on um, on Velveteen Dream and then pinned um, pinned Kushida for the for, to to um, advance to the to the fatal four the fatal five-way ladder match um, at at the thirtieth takeover, uh, which is I think next next week Saturday. Oh, so and the day um, that, uh, yeah, so basically, now Velveteen Dream will have to battle against uh, Finn Balor to determine who's going to make the fifth and final spot um, in the the Fatal Five Way Ladder Match to determine the new NXT um, North American Champion. So right now, the the the, the challengers right now is. Um, Bronson Reed. Um, I think Damian Priest qualified also. Um, who else? Who, who else was there? Uh, Cameron Grimes, of course. Uh, who's the other person that escapes me at the moment? 
Bronson. Oh yeah, um, Damian Priest. So okay, so it's Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes. Um, I who saw the person? I just mentioned the person. Um, escapes me. But in any case, those are the four people who qualified. And then afterwards, um, it's going to be either Finn Balor or or Velveteen Dream who is going to make that fifth and, fifth and final spot. So we'll see what happens there. Um, TNA, they had, um, they had uh, Jericho battle against um, um, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy will... Um, Paid the seven thousand dollars for Jericho's um, shirt that Orange Cassidy dirtied with that um, that orange juice that he spilled weeks ago. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, Jericho uh, lost in an upset to Orange Cassidy, and um, Orange Cassidy doesn't have to pay seven thousand dollars for the shirt that he ruined by Jericho. <laughs> so. Orange juice. Oh yeah, another thing is Mike Kyoto, the longtime uh WWE referee, now he's in TNA. He officiated that match and he also officiated um Cody Rhodes um defending the NX I mean the TNT championship um against um Scorpio Sky. And they finally unveiled how uh, the TNT, the TNT championship, um, it you know was supposed to look, but they they weren't able to fix it prior to uh, this Wednesday because of the COVID. They weren't able to, you know, they they um, debuted the title out without the final, you know, the final touches on the title. But now the title is complete. So uh, you know, Cody Rhodes um, successfully defended the title. And um, basically, MJF is challenging uh, John Moxley, of course, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, for the um, AEW title. And uh, I don't know if I remember mentioned it last week, but um, Vicky Carrero is also in uh, is also in AEW. Uh, she's the the manager of uh, Nyla Rose because now they're gonna have a uh, a TNA uh, not TNA AEW um, tag team uh, women's division. They, they're gonna have a tournament to determine who's gonna be the new, the the new uh, AEW tag team champ you know women tag team champions. So, hmm. but uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Uh, I forgot to cover. Braun Strowman has a new haircut. He looks like Big Show now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me that I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Um, yeah, Braun Strowman lost his mind. He flung Alexa Bliss into the ring to to bait uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, as the fiend to, um, to come into the ring. And, yeah, that's a, a crazy feud. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going in a direction I wouldn't have thought they would have went. Braun Strowman lost his mind, like, like completely. 
Uh, what's your thought on the whole feud and his encounter with his former friend, uh, Alexa Bliss? I think it's crazy. You know, I think it's becoming weirder and weirder every week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to have to see how this plays out uh, at SummerSlam here next week. You know, mm-hmm. is Alexa Bliss going to do something to cost Bray Wyatt the title? Right now, it's looking like that might be the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just gotten stranger and stranger. This uh, three, yep. this triangle. Stranger things have happened uh, at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. More stranger than 11. Yep. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll uh, give you a preview of SummerSlam next week. Uh, anything you'd like to say? Right now, there's a UFC fight that's about to happen. Daniel Cormier against Steepy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Molek or something like that. I forgot. I forgot. I, I, I don't know how you something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this is their third bout. Their, their yeah. third and final bout. So right now I'm watching it um, online. So yeah, that's about to happen shortly. So you guys, you fighting fans, UFC fans, check that out. But other than that, yeah, uh, just come back here, check out Sports of Legend every Saturdays at 11. Mm-hmm. Only on radio. You're the guy. Um, ch- check out the show every uh, Saturdays at 11. Check out uh, the YouTube channel, Sports of Legend TV. Um, who who, who you think is going to win? Cormier. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, well, you're, he's McCauley and Matthew. I'm Wayne Ramon. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.